Hi everybody, welcome back to the Anansi Entrepreneur Series of episode number three. Today I have with me Raquel Knight um, from One, Ch One Chair for One Child, aka OC for OC. Um, so Raquel um, is based out here in Worcester where she has dedicated her work towards helping the youth out in Jamaica. So Raquel. Thanks for having me Felix, it's good to be here. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. We've been trying to get this meeting going for about two weeks now. Um, uh, yeah. I met Raquel out in Becker when it was, uh, I think it was like some entrepreneur startup night or something for, with uh, Deborah. With Dr. Pallada Fontaine at the UNS yes. Center. Yeah. So it's been very helpful meeting and, um, you know, talking to Raquel and I found, you know, a lot of stuff interesting that she's doing, a lot of things that I wish a lot of young people are doing in general in your community. So it, we just had to get this on recording and talk to Raquel about how it means to be an entrepreneur, some of the work that she's doing. And in general, um, some people think it's easy, but it really isn't. Oh, you know? no, so it's not. Any advice that she might have for, for mm -hmm. any young entrepreneur out there. So no. hopefully through this conversation, you guys learn a lot. And also please go out and support um, Raquel and her her um, causes all right so i'll add all those information um at the end of the podcast you'll see it in the, in the bio as well yeah, so on that note let's just get this show on the road <laughs> yeah so if you want to tell me a little bit about yourself your nonprofit, <clears throat> and basically what does it mean for you to be an entrepreneur all right so um, i'm raquel knight um migrated from jamaica in 2011 mm -hmm. and um came to massachusetts in 2014 started becker college and that's where, um, when I started Becker College, basically, I went into business admin, but something was missing, I would say. And, you know, um, I changed my major to Bachelor of Arts in Global Citizenship. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, my mom tends to, you know, ask me all the time, what major do I get and what is it? <laughs> you know, but the thing about global citizenship is, and... Um, my major is that it transformed my life. You know, I it's not just a major that I just do at Becker. It became a part of my daily life in general. And I think that's where entrepreneurship come, comes in. You know, um, I believe in from in my own words, um, an entrepreneur is a doer. And um, it's a is a person who uh take business and you know make it the best they can uh make it and um my favorite part of entrepreneurs um is social entrepreneurship or social entrepreneur and they're the ones who disrupt change and uh they always it's it's i'm going to say they usually cause chaos in some in some in some way and um but at the end of the day they're risk takers and um there is always result there's always result at the end of the day no matter what they're doing um they they are the ones who use business to solve social issues and social problems and that's why um i was drawn to global citizenship and then later specializing in management yeah that's that's a, i've actually I've actually never heard about that major, but it sounds <laughs> it sound like it lets you on the right path. And, and your mom's saying, what are you doing? <laughs> what, are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing again? <laughs> when you get people, that's how you get people it's to think. think. You know, yes. Like, oh, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. What, what, what? All right. All right. 
So now you're out here. You, you graduated this mm. year. Yes, I did. Congratulations. Awesome. Thank you. You know, you're doing your thing. I, you know, I personally, I, I, I think I've known you for like six months. Pretty much. In that span, I've seen mm-hmm. you're a very driven and motivated individual. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm glad you have graduated. I'm glad <laughs> you are. You can now focus on your on your nonprofit and get this rolling. You know, um, we talked more. We talked about social entrepreneurial entrepreneurialism, and. How have you seen Worcester in the last, what, last uh, two years change in terms of, 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 of entrepreneurs? You know what the best, the, the craziest thing is, Felix, like, um, after what, when um, the unit social business started at Becker and then I started to see organizations mm-hmm. coming in, just like how I met you, I realize how much Worcester is about uh, making uh, impact and you know solving social issues you can go on any any corner mm-hmm. and there's a homeless shelter I actually work at one as yeah. well there's a homeless shelter there's a there's a, a, a non-profit helping refugees immigrants and stuff and I think that's why I fell in love with Worcester too because yeah. of that vibrant uh, environment of different people and culture and everyone is just you know way to me helping each other right, to, right. to solve everyday problems and I think before one of the issues that we saw when we started our nonprofit was um, there was too much silos right every, a lot of people helping mm-hmm. so much and I, mm-hmm. when I, talk, I remember I talked to Tim um, when he came by with, mm-hmm. with um, um, I think Riley when they both came by it was the same conversation mm-hmm. it was talking about how can we the young ones like the young up and coming entrepreneurs mm-hmm. break down these barriers of the silos like this is my resources mm-hmm. you can't have it right. you know this is your resources so I can't come ask for it right Right. so I love what the unit center has been doing where mm-hmm. it's like we're gathering um, from old entrepreneurs to younger anybody that's actually out there making an impact and actually yeah. you know bringing them into this um um a space where they could have the conversation of so, yeah. great, making a better Worcester. Exactly. Because we all live here, right? Yeah, and I think that's, that's you know, that's what I love about integration. Like, for me, starting one cheer for one child, I couldn't have done it alone. I mean, I'm doing a Bachelor mm-hmm. of Arts in Global Citizenship, mm-hmm. not business. Mm-hmm. I knew nothing about running a right, non-profit, right. you know? Yeah. And um, I went to Jamaica and just a service learning trip, which is one of the components of my major. And I would go back to Jamaica for vacation, but this time around, I decided to go as a service learning trip in the classrooms teaching and stuff. And when I look, this memory came back because I saw students, you know, sitting on broken chairs and Mm -hmm. desks and, you know, all sort of chaos was happening. And I'm like, hey, that used to happen to me. Why is it still (laughs) happening now? You know, Um, it was what? I was what at the time, 24, 25. And I'm like, whoa, this shouldn't be happening. Mm -hmm. I got back here and I was doing this course and they said, do some do some form of project proposal mm-hmm. and I'm like I don't want to waste my time the thing is if I'm doing something I don't like wasting my time on it mm-hmm. if it can lead to somewhere that will benefit me in the future I'm gonna go at right, it right. so I said hey can I do this as a um, uh, see where it goes yeah do the project proposal and see where it goes and my professor at the time which is uh which was Dr. Folada Fontaine as well she said, go for it. So I did a proposal. I had no idea what I was doing. I said, hey, I want to do something where I make chairs and desks right. to eradicate a century-hero problem. Mm-hmm. You know, a partner, um, I reached out to um, 
the organizations uh-huh. that we we stayed with uh, through their village tourism program. And I said, hey, Mr. Matthias Brown, who is a community de- uh, development guru, I said, hey, what's the deal with the chairs on this situation? Uh-huh. And he said, uh, he has been waiting for somebody to approach him yeah. because it's a big problem, not just in Westmoreland, Jamaica, but across the whole country. And, you know, I started doing my research, seeing, you know, is this legit? And each year there is a, a, a an article, students are being turned away. There is not enough chairs and desks. Students schools. are being turned away. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm imagining because I'm from Ghana. I imagine some of these schools are private schools too. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they turn away because you have to yeah. pay. And they turn away students because they can't fill this. They can't, don't have seats, seats for, for them. And another thing is that the students that are affected are the ones who go to the rural and remote schools. So oh, they are okay. from the, you know, the countryside. Yeah. Like where I, I went to school in a place called um, Bellevue District. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not even on the map. It wasn't even on the map. <laughs> the community wasn't even on the map. And we were like... Uh, you know, and um, it was a, it, that was the same problem. And until I moved to Kingston mm-hmm. and I went to uh, Merle Grove High School, I wasn't really like paying attention, but I knew that I didn't have to fight for cheers on the skin anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, and then coming to the States and going back and then see the cycle. Right. Um, you know, we decided we did video interviews with schools and stuff. My brother... Two of my brothers were uh, one's at the primary level, one is at the high school level. They're going through the same problem. My father went through that problem. Mr. Brown, so, who's wow. in the eighties, so went generation. through that problem. It's not just right. some that is just today that you saw. You, right. you just never noticed it because you mm. were in it. Yeah, so you, when I, you're in yes. it, you don't you don't notice anything. Right, and it like oh, it's just a way of life. You don't know there's better out there when you when it, and it's something that you know. I am blessed to have mm-hmm. gotten the opportunity to come here yeah, to the U.S. Right, right. and stuff. But, you know, living in, in rural Portland and just going to school, you're not paying attention to cheers on this. No. You just want to learn. Yeah. But then you come here and I'm in my, my college classroom and my seat has soft cushion and stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, well, this is very comfortable. <laughs> you know? Wow, look at this, <laughs> Yeah. Man. Very comfy. <laughs> yeah, you understand. And then that flashback just like, you know, it hit you and I said, hold up, I can do something. I think I can do something about this, you know. And um, we, we, uh, that's how One Chair for One Child just started. It was just a, it was a classroom assignment for mm-hmm. me, you know. And um, basically what we do, we want to create a comfortable learning environment mm-hmm. For kids who go to school in rural and remote uh, Jamaica, the schools there, and um, they they are the ones who struggle on a daily basis to find adequate seating. Those are the ones who really want to help, you know? Right. And um, we at OC4OC envision uh, a world where, you know, these kids can learn and excel in their classes. They can pursue their own um you know, vision, mm-hmm. whatever they mm-hmm. want to be. And, you know, at this, just by having chairs and desks, they're on a path to finding opportunities for right. a better future. It's, it's not, and what, what, while you were talking, one of the things I just noticed is like, it's not just about 
the chair. Mm-hmm. It's about being able to go to school and focus. Right. Without basically. having to, you know, am I going to tilt? Am I going to fall? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm actually like, I could stay and pay attention to right. what uh, the happening? teacher or the professor or whatever, whoever yes. is the instructor yes. is talking about, right? Yes. So you're, you're solving a solution. You're solving a problem mm-hmm. that uh, leads to a bigger problem. Right. So you're even though this is such a like but a, people might see that right, it's such a it's, it's such a, like a simple, simple idea and a simple mm-hmm. way to mm-hmm. to like tackle it. But you're solving a bigger issue mm-hmm. with education. Exactly. You know, it might be you know people have thought about clothing, so you need mm-hmm. uniform. Right. So it's like oh, people make fun of your clothing, so, but not so everybody has to wear a uniform to school or like you mm-hmm. gotta wear these specific Definitely. standards to school and. That will solve the problem, but mm. sometimes it's not even that. It's not. It's not even. That. You know, I used so- to when I used to go uh, to school. Like you know, I'm not sure if this happened in Ghana where, when school starts in September, yeah. we get new uniforms yep, and yep, stuff, yep. and then we see the chairs and desk, and we're yep. like. Uh, I don't want my uniform to get crushed or, right, you know, right. something you look, tear it. Because you look dapper. You look yeah, nice. You, you look fresh, you look clean, <laughs> and then you, you don't have a place to sit. Exactly. So it's like, at the end of the day, you start to think about what is our values? What do we really care about, mm-hmm. you know, for for kids or right. educating and education in general? Right. I mean, you know, some of the simplest materials mm-hmm. are overlooked, but we are more focused on about how you're dressing and mm-hmm. how you're coming to school and all that <laughs> stuff. Where when you show up to school, you don't right. know where to sit or we turn you away yeah. because we don't have a seat for you. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's that's just that just blew my mind when you said that. I was like, you know what? <laughs> it, it clicked for me. I'm like, chairs, all right. <laughs> chairs. Before you talk about chairs, but the deeper root of this is you want to solve and help eliminate, eliminate problems, problems in the education in system. Educa- in the education and that's system. one step, right? You're taking step. the first step of right. something you saw when you when you live in it, you don't mm-hmm. notice at all. You won't you, you won't. don't notice You'll at never, all, right? Uh, yes. That that's like walking walking somebody else's shoe. Like that's exactly what you, you're doing. So. Basically, yeah. Th- that's definitely. amazing. Yeah. I mean that's that, that is just amazing. I'm I'm glad that somebody's able to pick this up because you mentioned that um the community grew Notice this was a problem. Mm-hmm. So my question to you is like, why were why weren't they able to do something about this? Well, you know, it's it, they just didn't have the opportunity, okay. the funding. Um, I'm not saying that the government of Jamaica they're not doing their best, but it the the funding isn't there. And like I said, it's the rural, most rural and remote parts. And one thing. I have seen growing up, I lived in Jamaica for 21 years, Mm -hmm. is that most of the times when, you know, we'll see our MP and stuff, it's when election time come around, you understand? And then after that, they're gone and stuff. So I believe that someone, uh, you know, I I can't be comfortable Mm -hmm. knowing that my brother is going to school in a condition like that. And since I'm here in the United States, um... I became a citizen the other day yep, too. Yep. So, I remember when we so, talked that quite, no, yeah, Exactly. So I'm saying, all right, I'm here. I remembered. I can't mm-hmm. forget where I'm coming from. And then I see this opportunity. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Why not use it? Right. Why not take right. advantage of it? You know, <coughs> I I could turn a blind eye, but I know that I wouldn't sleep comfortable. Mm-hmm. So um, that's the main reason why, you know, um, I'm, I, I, I'm always going to be grateful for mm-hmm. p- 
people actually believe in one chair for one child because if I I could have had an idea and people just like not my problem, not mm-hmm. my issue. Yep. You understand? Yep. Uh, but you know, um I started asking questions mm-hmm. and that's something like if you're serious when you're passionate about something and you want to make a difference, you have to ask questions. You don't know something, don't act like you know. Mm-hmm. Go to the person, hey, I don't know how to start a nonprofit. How do I do it? Mm-hmm. What are your, your 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 thoughts? What are your suggestions? Advice. And that's what um when I started OC for OC in twenty fifteen, that's what I started doing. Mm-hmm. You know, I start to Becker College has the the staff, uh, they have the professors, they have the links, the connections mm-hmm. there. So I made use of them. Like that's that's one thing. So I kind I also got the opportunity to incorporate it in my studies. It became a part of my capstone. That's like my seminar, yep, yep. senior seminar, and all of that. So it it from twenty fifteen to twenty eighteen it become it became more a part of my studies. Mm-hmm. You know, how growing OC for OC, and that's how I end up. Um, applying to start a poster um, and becoming a finalist. So now I'm one of the recipients at Startup Worcester. That is amazing. So for those who don't know what Startup Worcester is, basically start, and correct me if I'm wrong, Startup Mm -hmm. Worcester gives you opportunity to work with, in the incubators that Worcester has, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Where they provide you with um, resources to help you kind of keep your business moving forward, Mm -hmm. especially for up-and-coming entrepreneurs. I don't think it's not, it's not just up-and-coming entrepreneurs. It's pretty much anybody that started Starts a business. To start, wants to start a business right. or stuff. They have right. a project going, anything. So they want, the, th- the goal is they want people to stay in Worcester. They want yes. our entrepreneurs to stay in Worcester. Yeah. So, you know, it's a, it's a great program. Mm-hmm. And um, just like how I'm taking, just like Becker, this is now my next chapter. Yeah. You know, uh, I already started. I'm talking to score mentors. Mm-hmm. They're giving me advice mm-hmm. and the different channels now to solidify, to make that concrete foundation for one chair, for one child. That's amazing. So your your next step and your next plan is to possibly um, find a location where you can get these um, mm-hmm. chairs on the... Okay. Oh, excuse me. Oh, right. Like cheaper build, like not cheaper build, but like be able to produce it massively so you could... So are you building out in Jamaica or are you building it here? So the archers on this car built in Jamaica. Oh, okay. All right. That's <laughs> yes. it. All right. I wanted to clarify. Because <laughs> yes. I feel like every time me and you talk, I forget <laughs> where it's being built. I'm built. like, yeah. is it? Are you transported it from here? So ship, tra- shipping and tra- if I was supposed to ship, all right, we wouldn't have even made one chair because it's expensive. It's expensive. Yeah. But um, so what I did, uh, how I went about doing this is that yeah, partner with the Association of Clubs, which is um an organization in Jamaica mm-hmm. that deal with village tourism. And they connected me with the Petersfield High School in Westmoreland. And uh-huh. they have a good machine shop there. Mm-hmm. And they've, you know, they said that we can make the chairs and this there. That was awesome. Uh-huh. So, so far we've made over 50 chairs. Wow. We've helped three schools. <clears throat> and now we're on our fourth school, which is uh, Bellevue Primary. That's the school uh, I went to as a child and so now we're on our way to make 120 chairs and desks for Bellevue Primary. The reason being, um, when I spoke with the, 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 the principal of the school, mm-hmm. he mentioned that these chairs and desks are termite infested at the moment. 
And, and you kids were sin on kids are they have to <laughs> with, with it being termite <laughs> yeah they have to like we don't they don't know uh when the cheers and the skin collapse they don't know so um our, our goal is that we're raising funds to build 120 cheers and this to fully furnish this the school and um the handing over ceremony will be in august august 17th to be exact so it's and that was the um, the Kickstarter campaign, right? Jumpstart. Well, I don't know what they call it. What is it? Jumpstart or it's a, it's a Kickstarter. Oh, <laughs> that, that was the, the Jumpstarter. That, that, that was the Kickstarter campaign that you started like a couple months ago. Right, and that's and and um, you know, that's where being a social entrepreneur, like my even to give one give one advice is that you have to be patient and you always have to expect the unexpected mm-hmm. because uh when i started kickstarter campaign i was like you know people were giving me a good vibe they're mm-hmm. giving me a good feeling about it said hey i will donate yes and stuff like that and i'm very grateful for those who yeah, pledged right. Now, the thing with kickstarter is that if we don't reach our goal we can't get the funding and unfortunately, we didn't reach our goal. Yeah. But uh, we started uh, the you caring campaign instead, yeah. where the money comes straight to us, and then that will go. There. Really, I didn't know yeah. that about Kickstarter. Yeah. So the reason being why we chose Kickstarter in the first place was because Kickstarter give incentives. So we were saying that you know with these incentives, people would draw you know yeah, towards yeah, it. Yeah. And it didn't work. And um, I can put some of the blame on me as well because I was, you know, um, preparing for my citizenship interview. Right, yeah. Graduating, graduating, finals, all those things. And, you know, it was a learning experience Mm -hmm. to know that uh, next time I'll know what to do. Right, right. (laughs) And stuff. So I didn't take it as as a fail, but failure, fail, but as a, a learning experience for me to move forward. So do you have your own website? Yes, we have our own website. It's oc4oc.org. Okay. And you go on there. Uh, our You Caring campaign is on there. And uh, you, you'll you see pictures of, um, um, you know, the different chairs and desks we've made and stuff, uh, the schools we've he- we have helped so far. And I also want to, like, um, mention that the team, mm-hmm. you know, when this is my child, right, <laughs> okay, right. Ozzy, where Ozzy is my child, and then you, you know, you have to realize that you can't do it alone, right, you know, right. take and a village to raise right, a child, right? <laughs> Sorry if I'm using that context, no, 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 but, that's a but, good, that's a good, yeah, good you know, point. it takes a, a village to raise a, raise a child, and you know, I have, um, I, I have to say, I have a very you know, good team working with, you know, um, Romario Ricketts, uh, he's, he's now, um, he's, he's, he's in New York, he attend, uh, he's attending college there, and mm-hmm. he, he make our, 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 our social media looks real good, you know, yeah. and yeah. stuff like that, and I have to really, like, you know, give him props for that, because, it's, it takes a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And then you have Shanique Thomas. She's in Jamaica and she's helping me out with the la- launch and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And we have just recruited three, three new members. Oh, nice. And stuff. Um, 
Um, Faith Whitney is going to help us with uh, fundraising and mm-hmm. events. And um, Gina is going to help us with business our business operations. She has her uh, degree in business. Mm-hmm. That's what she's doing. And then you have Monica Benoit, who is a nursing major, but the, the, she has always been mm-hmm. at these meetings. So basically, she know what, 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 what we're yeah, doing. Yeah. So she, she said, hey, I'm coming on board. And it's really good. It's a really good group of women and men, and they're all young people. Right. You have mm-hmm. people that actually generally care. They don't yeah. want to do it because, you know, if money or, mm-hmm. but, or this no. or that. They actually have the, the, right. the... And that's what it is about being being an entrepreneur also a non-profit in general because we are a non-profit right? right you have to have a team that actually care right you can't just you can't mm-hmm. carry by yourself but one thing that you gotta realize and i think i've realized mm-hmm. that when it's your baby you care more than everybody else but you still gotta have people that do care right right, right. so because it's your vision and that's for every entrepreneur when, when it's your yeah. vision mm-hmm. you see certain things that a lot of people don't see and mm-hmm. sometimes you need that one person to like check you to like mm-hmm. okay this 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 is not what we all think this should be, mm-hmm. but when it's your vision, you're like, nah, nah, like this is <laughs> this is exactly I, what I, I, you know. What I mean, and 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 that conversation, I'm, I'm, I'm you probably have had that conversation a lot, and I have too, where it's mm-hmm. like you have to like check yourself be, sometimes because you might lose somebody exactly because of certain things, and you have to be to me for me. I like being open minded. Like mm-hmm. I know I have ideas, but I know other people have. Great exactly, ide- exactly. ideas, and um, for the, the 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 best thing about it, that's why I said being open minded. Like I can show you my proposal. I made twenty fifteen versus my proposal right now, completely different right, versions right. and stuff. And um, you know, as I said, I've had the the mentors, but mm-hmm. one who really stood out was John Dyer, mm-hmm. and he. Well, that sounds familiar. <laughs> he's a journalist, and so. And he um he came on board uh, a year the last year mm-hmm. of college for me, and he he was in charge of my capstone one and two, and we looked at it and he said, "What do we do now?" And all of a sudden, it's like instead of him just being my professor, mm-hmm. it's like we became a team, and. You know, I, I would say that I, I'm self-motivated. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I still needed that extra yeah, push. You know, that, I, I wanted yeah. to find that person who was fully committed and fully believed mm-hmm. as, as myself. And, you know, even after college, mm-hmm. he, he's not getting any pain or anything. He's helping me. He's yeah. like the top advisor. He's your vision. You know, and yeah. stuff. And... And that's it. You just have to go through, go through until you find that person who mm-hmm. will go with you all the way. That's yeah, that's amazing. Like one of the one of the I think the key component mm. to to everything that you do is motivation, like mm-hmm. self motivation. Right. Because if you don't care and right. if you don't want to do it, nobody else is gonna do it for you. Right. So exactly. when, but that's attractive when somebody sees you doing something with such conviction, mm-hmm. they they become more attracted to it. Like and you draw a lot of people. Mm-hmm. With that, mm-hmm. because they see how hard you're working, they exactly. See, they see where you're moving, how how you're going about it, mm-hmm. and it just becomes a lot. It becomes a lot easier for people to kind of jump on your ship jump, or, yeah, exactly. and, and, and go and go on, on on that journey with you. So right. it's amazing, like you said, like you said, self motivation. Mm-hmm. That's one hundred percent. What the key to being an entrepreneur? Mm-hmm. You have to be self motivated, and you know it doesn't come. It doesn't come. You can't sit there and be like. 
You know what? Today I feel like I'm gonna start a business. <laughs> All right, let me go fill this paperwork out. Ten days later, you're still sitting there when you have this brilliant idea. Yeah, and then, Ten yeah. days later, you're still sitting there, haven't filled out a single paper, haven't even. I'm put... still watching SVU. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> still watching SVU. You know, like you know, that's that's one of the key components. Like you have to be a go getter. You can't. Right. You know, and everybody has different personality, but yeah. I think one of the most intangible pieces. Of an entrepreneur is to be um emo- to be able to be self motivated and mm. be a go getter exactly and then through that right you will attract a lot of people who want to help you a lot of people who want to right be around you because they see your convention how how hard you want it, how bad mm. you want yeah. it, right and I um, I think it was the hip hop um preacher mm. um that says this you gotta want it as bad as you want to breathe. Mm-hmm. Right. Definitely. You Definitely. got one as bad as you right. want to breathe. And, and once you get that, you will succeed. And to be, I can be totally honest that I'm not making any money off OC oh, for OC yeah. right now. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, it's a lot of, it takes a lot of time, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's very time committed. And, um, as, as I said, I work another job and stuff like that. So, you know, um, being, I never thought I would have reached a place where um, I finally, you know, find that path or, you know, I find I've really come to a place, you know, come to that realization of like, I want this to be my legacy. I want it to become, you know, I like that. You want to be, yeah. I know I I, I like stuff that like a lot. that. Um, cause at the end of the day, it's um and my uh, my my college mentor and he was a dean. Um, doc. Well, I think he's a doctor now, but um, Conway, mm. Mr. Conway or Dean Conway, as we used to call him. Um, that's one thing that one thing that he kept saying to us mm. was, "Who are you when nobody's looking?" Mm-hmm. Right, and that falls in the path of the legacy. Right when. And, and that falls in the in the in the path of legacy. Like, who mm. are you? Right. Nobody's looking. Like you said, like you're not getting paid for this. Mm-mm. You know, you're doing this because you feel that you know you yeah. went to school there. Mm. You went back and you saw, holy crap, this is how I went to school. <laughs> and then you realize, like, oh, this is actually a problem, mm-hmm. right? And now you're building that whole that whole <laughs> journey, that legacy of the you know. It might be. It might and start off with OC for OC, and then that might fall under another umbrella, umbrella where you're you're opening a school, right. you're doing this, you're actually doing a lot of educational things to give back to Jamaica, and, and that's the most important thing is. And that's a long term goal for for this organization. Yeah. You know, we want to. You know, there's this thing called always said classroom reform. Mm-hmm. I want when I walked into. These classroom, I see every child has a chair, yep. a desk, a book, a tablet. Mm-hmm. The teachers, they have proper, you know, blackboard, whiteboard, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. The learning materials are their book and stuff for these mm-hmm. kids to excel. Mm-hmm. Because I, this is me, uh, and why I'm so passionate about kids getting a proper education is that I believe education can get you out of everything. We have a lot of issues. You know what the Millennium um, Develop... What the MDGs? Millennium Development goes like poverty, hunger, and stuff like those. Um, they have the Sustainable Development Goals as well. Quality education mm-hmm. is one of them. And I believe that 
Having a, an education is your greatest weapon. Mm-hmm. You understand? Yeah. Where you're smart enough and you know you can create solutions. Mm-hmm. There's always a way to create solution and stuff like that. And I learned a a concept that Becker called the agile mindset about being empath- empathic. So mm-hmm. uh, their their concept is empathy. But you know, having that um, you know conviction of social responsibilities Mm -hmm. because by helping others you're actually helping yourself yeah when i go on service learning trips not just jamaica and haiti as well i yes i help build a house or i i help build chairs and this but i'm also you know i love the culture Mm -hmm. especially in haiti i love how i i observe their way of life Mm -hmm. and i also try to say what can you teach me as well what can i learn from you as well and i take that back with me so and sometimes they're the one who impact my life than me just i mean i think that's the most important thing is being able to take from others as they take from you right Mm -hmm. you extend a hand and they extend a hand as well right that's that's just the, I think one of the basic understanding of humanity, but mm. we all, a lot of people don't want to acknowledge that. Right. Right. The olive branch. Right. Mm. That that term just come out of nowhere. You understand the olive branch. Those mm. people will grab it, and you can learn from them. So knowledge is so powerful, like you mm-hmm. said. You know, not an education doesn't have to be something that's in the classroom. Right. Exactly. Right? And I know we are talking about classroom in this particular mm. sense with, mm. with what you do. But education doesn't necessarily have to be in the classroom. Education could be, you know, me and you talking. Now, like, I'm mm-hmm. learning a lot from you. Like, mm-hmm. what, you, what you do, mm-hmm. your trips and how you're impacting, right? The stuff that's going on in your life in general. Mm-hmm. You're educating me. Right. So, I'm, I'm less ignorant about about you mm-hmm. in general. You as Definitely. a person and what you do. Awesome. And that sometimes could solve so many, so many problems mm-hmm. where... But we all refuse to get that yes. training where sit there and observe and talk to people mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know just and that's why i started this series is i wanted to talk to as many entrepreneurs as i can in worcester mm-hmm. t- just have a great conversation well, not just worcester but massachusetts but eventually get bigger yeah um and just learn from them mm-hmm. learn from what i because i'm an entrepreneur like the stuff i'm mm-hmm. doing with, with anansi right? right the right. whole point is to educate definitely right the whole point of anansi is to educate and yeah. to devote it to the youth you mm-hmm. know to eliminate some of the educational issues that we do have, right? Right, definitely. Which is maybe teaching them how to do a podcast, which yes. means I have to learn how to do, do a podcast. podcast yeah. Right, teaching them how to do web development because mm-hmm. I know how to do all of that stuff. Yes, teaching yes. them how to do graphic design because my co-founder knows how to do that. You yes, know? yes. Teaching them about all these things. For example, you know, teaching them about some of the things that you do. Mm-hmm. Being empathetic and starting this movement mm-hmm. where you're helping people out in your country. Right. Who, who needs a seat? Legit needs a seat because it's termite infested, so yeah. that they could be able to pay attention. That's that's. So good. this is all yeah. about teaching empathy, and like you said, mm-hmm. you're impacted more when you're helping someone. Right. You you might think you're helping that person from the kindness of your heart, but you're moving out of that with mm-hmm. so much more. Right. You know you you become you become such a better person in general from from uh what they have taught you about mm-hmm. their life. Right. 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 Um, from the culture in general, mm-hmm. from the food, right? Yeah. Obviously, the, the food. food. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, we all love that. You know? yes, yes. So you, you just learn so much from other cultures and other places and mm-hmm. being involved, right? And that, yeah. I think that's the most important thing in life. And that, yeah. I think that's what life's about. Yeah. And I will say that, like, one thing that besides just making chairs and desks for with OC for OC, uh, another part of our organization is that we're training young people as well because what we do 
these chairs and desks are made by high school students who are, um, you know, doing this thing called school-based assessment. Mm -hmm. So it's their practical part of the exam. And we try our best to give them a stipend for making these chairs and desks. Mm -hmm. So when they leave Petersfield High School, they have a trade because they know how to make chairs and desks. And in the future, we want to build more machine shops and we'll be providing employment for these uh, uh, young people. And as, as we grow, we want to branch out. You never know. One chair for one child might be helping schools here in the U.S. someday. You, ne- you, you, right. you <laughs> never know. Yeah. You never know. And one of yeah. the things you mentioned, right, is trades. I just mm. love that. How important do you think trades are? Uh, it's it's very it's very important to have uh, a trade. Um, from grade seven to nine, we used to have this this section in high school called uh, I think it's vocational areas. Yeah. And we had to do food. And nutrition, home economics, mm-hmm. um, woodwork, and agriculture. Mm-hmm. And um, it was good. For, I enjoyed all of mm-hmm. them. I ended up doing food and nutrition at the high school level. Mm-hmm. And further, you know, my college career in getting an associate degree in agriculture education. So <laughs> there's that. I, yes, I have that little trade behind me <laughs> where I, I, I can, you know, plant my own food and wow. also cook it at the same time. So, but I also know that that young people um, should somehow have some form of trade, whether it's carpentry, electrician, or plumbing, or, you know, being a farmer or stuff like that. It it doesn't matter. You can, my best friend in Jamaica, uh, Sanati Holness, uh, she she has a very good job right now, and she worked with J.A. Reach, I believe. But she is, she is also a farmer. And I love what she does. She has her little small business going. Right. It's online. And she delivers um, what she plants and stuff. From That's people. amazing. Yeah, That's, and, I, I'm open? very proud of her. <laughs> yeah, like, you know. Wait, it, they have that same thing. Have, I think it's called The Roots, right? Where? That, that, the, the nonprofit out here in Worcester that they grow... Of uh, the food in that in that area, and the, the hydroponics. Yeah, the, the hydroponics, hydroponics place. place. I yes. think it's called the roots. I have. Is it roots? Roots? Uh, no, my choice. Oh, my choice. My there choice. Yes. So give my, my choice. choice a shout out. <laughs> yes, um, give it my choice. Because they yeah. are such a beautiful oh, nonprofit yeah. where they're dedicated to helping um um those who are I think um from birth they they what what, what is it oh I remember they told me I had this conversation with them like a month and a half ago. But yeah, the disabilities. They, mm-hmm. they help those who are disab- who have disabilities, and they give them jobs. Mm-hmm. And their job is to grow plants and develop other skill set while right. they're, they're growing um, food. Yeah. And the food is actually distributed out to uh, some colleges, and right. uh, people actually go there and buy, buy it. stuff. Yeah, you know, you know, and so and it's the vision in general is just amazing. Again, mm-hmm. it goes back to what are it's you like, doing? What are you doing for your community? And, like the legacy that you mentioned, right? and it go back to you talking about silos because look at how. We're here discussing one chair for one child, and the conversation has gone into agriculture. Right. This. <laughs> and so, it, with all of you know these startups or these nonprofit organizations, mm-hmm. if we like come together and just share our ideas, we'll see how easy how, we can connect yes, with yep, each other yep. and you know help each other grow. Yeah, so, so one, one of the visions that I do have is, you know, mm. as this is going, mm. all the people that I do come in contact with, mm. I, um, in like a year or so, I want to do like a big, 
um, get together where similar to um, how I met everyone, right? Mm-hmm. And kind of sit and do a brainstorm of um, how can we be more impactful together, right? right. And then network. What can you bring what, to the team? Right, right. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the one of the things I envision to help do in Worcester. I, I, you heard, uh, there was a social venture conference that happened earlier this year. Um, and from that idea, we, you know, it would be good to have something similar. Right. You know, but it's for startups or small businesses right. and stuff like that, like a conference mm-hmm. and just, you know, show Worcester, like, you know, mm-hmm. these are, are organizations that yeah, exist. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think that that's very impactful, like to have organizations come in talk about themselves, talk about, um, what you're doing not 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 what you're doing for your net, but what mm. are you doing to impact Worcester? Yes. Like, what are you doing for the youth movement? Mm-hmm. What are you doing for anything in general that other people might benefit from? Mm-hmm. I know you're selling I know you're selling food at this st- restaurant. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. But besides being um selling food, what else are you doing mm-hmm. to impact Worcester? Mm-hmm. Right? Are you giving back to the community? You know, I feel like interwoving all these little businesses and entrepreneurs together mm-hmm. will have such a great community out here yeah, right because there's so many talent out here from all the schools that are in you know and we're trying to retain the talent mm-hmm. i think the next step is to incorporate the small businesses right that already existed and mm-hmm. that already benefited has been around for years mm-hmm. and kind of have them be more impactful in the community Agreed. so um, what, what is, you know, and we're coming towards the tail end. Mm. So I don't know if you've know, been talking for 40, 40 minutes. Oh, wow. That's yeah, good. Yeah, I know. Time fly. Time That's fly. good. That's so good. So we've talking for 40 minutes. Mm. So it's mm. been amazing. Amazing right. conversation with Raquel yeah. from OC for OC. Yes. Um, what are some, um, I guess the, the last thing I want to kind of cover before we go here is like, what is some advice that you want to give to um, anybody coming up from the, from the youngest to new entrepreneurs to anybody that has like, a dream of someday starting a business. All right. So a few things. Uh, the first, you have to be, find your passion. Uh, find who you are mm-hmm. as a person first mm-hmm. and know your strengths and weaknesses. And then find that passion. Find that idea that will that you know you will fall in, fall in love with. And then, you know, um, use that passion to, to do whatever it takes to, to make it happen. And throughout the process, like sometimes the process is gonna be slow, sometimes it's it, it, it it's fast, but throughout the process, be patient, you know, and go with the flow. Don't mm-hmm. be afraid to take risks mm-hmm. and stuff because you know it in the beginning it's just always trial and error and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So don't you know keep being motivated and it has to come from your from oneself, right? Not extrinsically be from others. But make sure you have that self-motivation within you as well. And the last thing, it comes from a principle. It's the last principle of social business with do it with joy. Yes. You start, start out small and whatever you're growing, do it with joy. Right. With the, 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 the failure, um, still be happy. Learn from it. Um, no matter how long it's, it's going to take you to get there, just... You know, enjoy the right. journey. Enjoy the journey, cause when you reach there, you and you sigh that you know, right. sigh of relief and say yes. Looking back, don't look back to um, a whole lot of frustration and like, oh, I can't do it. Just said it was a good experience for me. Yes, that's amazing. 
Yes. And it all ties in with exactly what we've been talking about today. Mm. Yes. So I want to thank you so much for stopping by. Uh, no problem. Um, Raquel from OC for OC. Yes. Um, I will post her website um, also as well below. Mm. So mm. please pay her a visit and donate. Mm. Donate to the cause because... <laughs> These kids need the, they need these chairs, man. All right, they really do. Yes. they need these chairs, and it's yes. not just about the chairs; it's about educating the right. youth. You know, so the chairs chair, chairs bring chairs. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it does. It really does. Because we are sitting on a very comfortable one right now, but there's others that are like us that need this yeah. um, to survive and to go through the educational system. So, mm-hmm. on that note, I w- I really thank you, Raquel, for awesome. coming by. Um, thank pleasure. everybody else for listening and. Yeah. You know, you guys enjoy until the next time.